You've heard our views on the markets in 2021, but what about the real economy? Here's what matters. Live from our respective coronavirus social distancing outposts, I'm Lauren Goodwin. And I'm Robert Saren Betts. And this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we, the strategists at New York Life Investments, will share insights from the multi-asset solutions team, what we think matters as we manage investment solutions. That includes Mainstay's diversified portfolio series, including the Income Builder Fund, as well as individual solutions for our partners. By sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everybody. It is the week of December 7th, 2020. And today, we're going to ask one big question. Will the economy of 2021 be the kickoff to a new decade of the roaring 20s? Ooh, that's a good question. Because after the last big pandemic or the last global pandemic, the 1918 Spanish flu, we had the original roaring 20s, a period of economic prosperity. And A lot of investors have asked us if the same is going to be true in 2021 and beyond. Yes, uh, and I have to be honest, it is a really good question, but it is not my question. This actually came in from one of our listeners. So thank you all for submitting your questions. Yes, love to see it. All right, all right. And frame it out for us, LG. What are our three factors to watch for the economy in 2021? You don't know that I have three factors this time. I absolutely do. You do. (laughs) Well, we'll start with the overall answer to your first question. Will the 2020s be a new roaring 20s decade like the 1920s were? We're not so sure. While we're constructive about the economy and market improvements we're going to see next year, we acknowledge that there are risks embedded in any prognostication of what a new normal might look like. There's just so many unknowns. High valuations could mean that we see lower returns over the next decade and higher volatility of those returns than even amidst strong economic growth. It's just a mixed bag. The passing of the pandemic will raise questions about the future of policy support too, which reduces conviction about investors' path forward. Right. So I just counted three things. (laughs) Uh, So there are three areas where we're cautioning investors from expecting a complete departure from the last decade in the next decade. In other words, it's going to be a good, but not roaring 2020s. I knew it. Three things. Okay. I need to get a life or something with respect to these three things. Um, But here they are. One, the path of interest rates. Two, the default cycle. And three, the US dollar. These are really important components of the economy in the 2020s. Which one do you want to cover? I couldn't agree more that those are important. And I will cover the default cycle to start. I I like that one a lot. And I've worked on it a lot with um, our partners. And the gist of it is this. It's the improving economic growth expectations should benefit credit markets. So um, uh, corporate bonds that have a higher likelihood of defaulting, like high yield bonds or bank loans. Here, investors should still be cautious, though because there are certain sectors and certain types of bonds that may not be a big win moving forward. And the key when you're investing in credit is not to find big wins, but just not to lose. And so many companies 
face losing conditions in the coming months. Uh, the risk of default is high. Yeah, and with COVID very much still with us, businesses could be facing more than a full year of lower sales. And even if you have a lower interest rate environment, lower debt financing costs, if you're not bringing in revenues, it's tough to keep your doors open. I'd also add that the Fed's gone out of its way to communicate that the crisis era facilities that it's had over the course of this year are not meant to support individual companies experiencing stress in the future. So the high yield market still faces meaningful risks. Right. And so in the end, defaults are likely to continue. So investors should be implementing careful credit analysis when they're investing in these spaces. I like that. It's like a mid-episode portfolio pause. Yeah, exactly. So do you want to cover the second topic then that's about the path of interest rates? Yeah, sure. So as expectations for economic growth move higher, bond yields are likely to follow suit. The question for investors then is to what extent? With the Fed still active in the short end of the curve, we expect that we'll see a little bit of steepening as the long end of the curve moves higher. The most obvious catalyst for this change would be an announcement that the COVID-19 vaccine is safe for use and being distributed, which could come very soon. Do you think the Fed will really let the curve steepen, though? Yeah, I do. I think that the Federal Reserve is unlikely to be concerned with a steepening yield curve as long as the steepening is happening for the right reasons. And so by the right reasons, I mean improving economic outlook as opposed to any sort of supply and demand issues that might point to a risk off period in the markets that the Fed would be more concerned about. So as the economy recovers and inflation expectations rise, expectations for conventional and unconventional monetary policy should shift as well, which would allow long-term rates to move higher. But given the scale of demand destruction created by the pandemic, we expect durable inflation or inflationary pressures or durable steepening in the yield curve, probably not to be a 2021 story. And so any market jitters related to that could be short-lived. I like that. That's another portfolio pause, the second one for our, for our episode. And it's closely tied to the points on inflation strategies we considered in last week's episode. Yeah, that was one of your best comments from that episode. I really liked that. And that that leaves us with just one more issue to cover for the economy for 2021, a hot topic among listeners and clients lately, the U.S. dollar. Yeah, the dollar is broadly weakened compared to other currencies this year. And that was after some significant strength at the start of the pandemic. And so that currency volatility has just raised a lot of questions as to whether the dollar's beginning its secular decline. Yeah. And once again, we say not so fast. In the near term, sure. COVID-related recovery, gaining traction globally, synchronized global growth, that would prompt further dollar weakness on a tactical basis and potentially for two or three years. But if we think on a secular horizon, we're not so sure we see a sustained period of dollar weakness. Any sort of big market disruptions would mean periods of dollar strength and discussions around the dollar's global importance waning are probably premature. One, two, three. There you have it. The dollar rates and default cycles. Overall, we've painted a pretty positive economic story for 2021, but the durable themes of the last decade, the lower for longer rates, the risks of zombie companies and the US dollar importance They might wane a bit, but they're not going anywhere too fast. So that's it for today. We'll be back next week with more Market Matters.
Let us know what matters to you. Yes, if you have a question or topic of interest, reach out to us on social media. That's right. You can send us your questions like this week's listener question or highlight what matters to you by finding us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our views at nylinvestments.com forward slash blog. Until then, I'm Robert Sarenbetz. And I'm Lauren Goodwin. See you next time. Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamonts, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I'll now read our disclosures from compliance. For more information about Mainstay Funds, call 1-800-624-6782 for a prospectus or summary prospectus. Investors are asked to consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the investment carefully before investing. The prospectus or summary prospectus contains this and other information about the investment company. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. There's no assurance that the investment objectives will be met. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as of a specific date. It is subject to change and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is a service mark and name under which New York Life Investment Management LLC does business. New York Life Investments is an indirect subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company, New York, New York 10010, and provides investment advisory services and products. New York Life Distributors LLC is located at 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302. New York Life Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.